Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If Only I'd Known with me, Nicole, the founder of Sincerely Media. And today I have another super exciting guest. I have Sarah King from Sarah Kate King Creative Studio. There we go. Got all the kids right. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. You're such a pleasure. I'm really excited. I was so stoked. I feel like people are going to be so stoked because like, you're just like a well of, you're like a little well of like wisdom and knowledge and you've been in this like for a lot longer than a lot of people have. You, I think I've been in it longer than I sometimes re recall actually. Because like so. most of us are like a year, two years, three years. Mm. So it's like pretty fresh learning. Yeah. I think you've been in this for more than two or three years. I have been in this for more than two or three years and I'm still, still learning, still learning. You never stop learning. I think no. the day you stop learning is the day you die. Absolutely. It's a problem, I think, if you reach a point where you've stopped learning. That's literally something my family was talking about the other day. My dad was saying, like, someone gave him a book called Good to Great and it's oh, how cool. he structures things at work. And he's like, as soon as you get good, you must stop because good is the enemy of great. It's You're like knowing everything is the enemy of progress sure you have to keep learning Absolutely. there's Thank so much to learn yeah and like you don't always feel like it but there's always something you can improve on oh absolutely oh absolutely and especially if you are pursuing entrepreneurship or like you're yeah, managing your own work and like, it doesn't like i don't know when you say that when i say that people in their minds i in my mind go like oh my word it must be all these big things i need to learn a new skill i need to learn this or that and instead it's like okay, what practically could I learn that would help me forward in oh, the situation? Totally. Like, is there a cleaning habit I could learn to make mm. my workspace more accessible? Or I think small practices work together in creating a successful work environment or just the way you function in a business, things like that. There are big lessons, 100% we need to be learning that yeah. stuff. The small things are equally as important. <laughs> if you neglect the small things, they add up. Oh no, we're totally. And I think that stuff is the foundation of business as well. Yeah. And if you have a rickety foundation, then you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, the wise man built his house on the rock. <laughs> Sunday school coming through. <laughs> so Sarah, why don't you tell everyone more about your business and what you do? Okay, cool. I have a small ceramic business mm -hmm. and... I do dabble in other things. I'm really passionate about fine art, particularly in like a printmaking medium, but mm -hmm. also using paper as a medium, but also ceramics. So I do dabble in a number of things, but at the moment, my primary focus is functional ceramics. Okay. I have found that it is a means to an end of like producing things that functional yeah. items that people can appreciate and enjoy and celebrate and I love to produce as well. I love to exercise creativity in that regard. I love the practical aspect of getting my hands stuck into clay. Yeah. And it's a bit contrary to, I think, my personality. I like, I like order and being clean and I like <laughs> to be in control. And ceramics does all the things to challenge that. It's Those things are almost like the Lord put ceramics in your life to grow you. 100%. <laughs> Oh my word, I feel like it's the irony of the Lord. And it's the <laughs> kindness of God, actually. Mm -hmm. Because I think if I were to bend into a lot of my, the way that I'm wired, yeah, it wouldn't be healthy. And so I do think that God has given me a passion for a medium that challenges a lot of those mm -hmm. very particular like notions <laughs> that are like ingrained in me yeah but they're being sanctified so that's exciting love that <laughs> love sanctification love san sanctification sincerely <laughs> it's hard it's not fun no but i love to be able to look back and go like wow look at how far i've come look what the lord mm -hmm. has done 
and that's actually the beauty of pursuing business I think that's amazing yeah so what started you on the decision to start your own business do your own thing I'll be honest I went in blind like very ignorant I didn't have a lot of clear thoughts Mm -hmm. I studied art and then yeah chose ceramics as the avenue I wanted to pursue Mm -hmm. and there, there are quite a number of ceramicists in Port Elizabeth, but a lot of them will go out on their own. There's not like loads of opportunity mm-hmm. and as far as I'm aware and as they, with the research I've done for young ceramicists to mm-hmm. join like a larger business. There's not loads of room for that and especially or particularly in, in Port, Port Elizabeth. Elizabeth. So from what I had learned and seen and it, the obvious choice was to go out on your own and just start your own thing. Yeah. And I was like, cool, that what I want to do. (laughs) I didn't want to settle into a formal work environment. The thought of being in an office Mm -hmm. behind a desk for me is a very overwhelming thought. And I thought I might die a creative, like from the lack of creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just started, I think the year after I finished studying, I had Mm -hmm. an amazing opportunity to go and participate in a ceramic residency in Denmark and that like ignited a fire inside of me at seeing the different the potential for ceramics and being inspired by many other creative people from different countries Mm -hmm. and I was so sure that I was I was wanted to do this I wanted to be a creative person I actually wanted to be a practicing fine artist and that year when I came back that is what I did, but it was more based in paper as mm-hmm. a medium because I didn't have in my equipment and my studio mm-hmm. set up. And it was a hustle. It was so hard. And I felt very directionless. Yes. And towards the end of that year, I had put all my savings into buying a kiln and got started accumulating equipment where mm-hmm. I could. My mom and dad were amazing in the startup of my mm-hmm. business. I didn't have the means to a lot of things, and they stepped in where they could, awesome. which is a huge privilege, and I recognize that a lot of people don't necessarily have that support, and so I was very grateful for it, mm-hmm. um, still am. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I decided to set up, and then I just kind of started. I threw myself in the deep end, and yeah. I actually, like, put uh, some big challenges in front of me to tackle so mm-hmm. that I would progress. So the one thing that I did at the end of 2017 was I applied for Design Endeavor, which was like mm-hmm. the biggest, scariest thing I felt like I could do. Yeah. But I, I needed a goal and mm-hmm. I didn't know if I'd be accepted or not as an emerging creative, but I was. And I actually wanted to cry. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally not equipped for this. But it gave me... Um, something to work towards and yeah. so I threw myself into that and I I think that's something that the Lord has put in me is to run towards the things that make me fearful Yeah. because I'm tired I don't want to be blocked by fear I want to overcome mm-hmm. and I want to I don't want to be ruled by fear Yeah. so for me that's a huge part of I think my journey is grappling fear actually if I think about it yeah. in reality uh, in the early years I was paralyzed by fear a lot and yeah. I couldn't do a lot because everything just felt too big. It looked too big. Yeah. And designing Dobber was one of those pivotal things for me that showed me the like capability that I have. Mm-hmm. And actually that the Lord has given me a gift 
in terms of creativity, yeah. I know we all have to exercise it and work it, mm-hmm. work that muscle and practice it, but there's like an inherent desire to create yes. inside of me that God's put inside of me. And so that for me was pivotal. And after that, I just, I, I take it day by day, week by week, month by month. If just, you take it any more than that, I'm like, wow. No, it's <laughs> hectic. So I do have ideas of what the future mm-hmm. will look like, but honestly, I'm looking at Christmas. Yes. That's at this point. There's, that's the goal. There's the bigger vision, and then there's the steps I'm taking right now to get there. Totally, and I have to rein it in because I can be very overwhelmed when the picture is too big. Yeah, and so that's pretty much how I am where I am. It was just like looking at different goals mm-hmm. and then taking them on and running towards the fear, or like running part through the fear. Yeah. actually, is what I want to say because fear is not from God. And I was like, we will resist the fear. I love how like your journey is almost like you can summarize it in three three F's. It's <laughs> like fear, fine art, and function. Oh my word, totally. That's actually so good. I'm taking a quick break from our podcast today to talk about the shocking lack of authentic South African stock photos on the internet today. Searching site after site looking for the perfect photo takes time. That's why I've created SouthAfricanStockPhotos.com with a library of over 2,000 authentic South African stock photos. It's here to fill that gap. If you sign up today, you can use the coupon code IfOnlyI'dKnown. That's IfOnlyI'dKnown and receive 20% off your first month. After that, it's only 250 rand a month for unlimited access and unlimited downloads. Don't miss out. Go to www.southafricanstockphotos.com and use the coupon code if only I'd known and get 20% off today. Thousands of authentically South African photos at your fingertips. That's www.southafricanstockphotos.com. Use the coupon code if only I'd known. Yes. Because it's such a beautiful journey of how starting at one point, and it's such a huge difference going from fine art to functional wear, in my mind. That's like, they're two different industries. Oh, my word. Friend, they are, they're very different. And I will say, I did not go down easily. I went down kicking and screaming. I was like, I'm going to be a practicing artist. And the <laughs> Lord was like, I love you, my girl, but no, not for this season. And he started to provide opportunity for me to do functional wear. And I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it. But I had more and more people people inquiring mm-hmm. about functional wear. And I just saw that it became like an open door to, to earning money. Yeah. And I very reluctantly, <laughs> very reluctantly chose to try. Yeah. And I did... I did throw my toys a lot. I'm not <laughs> proud of that. I did resist it a lot. Yeah. But eventually the Lord started to work in me an enjoyment and a pleasure in producing functional work as I yeah. saw how people responded to it and recognizing that you can still make something beautiful yeah. that is functional. And I don't think function has to be without thought or creativity. Oh, absolutely not. In fact, it requires a <laughs> lot of thought and a lot of creativity. Um, it's it's a little bit different but, to conceptual work, but it still requires a lot of that thought. It's still there. And I don't know, in my mind, 
I say this too often, but Sharon and I watch the Great Pottery Throwdown. Oh, and yes. I think about you all the time when I watch it. And I'm just watching these people come up with ideas and like how to make something functional. And every time I watch it, I'm just like all over again shocked at how much thought goes into items we just take for granted. Oh my word, Like yes. we just pick up a cup with a mug and it's like, well, that was bad English. <laughs> you pick up a cup with a mug. <laughs> you pick up a cup with a handle and it's like, yeah. cool, this is obvious. This is the simplest, most practical thing ever. But someone had to think about that. Absolutely. How's it going to hold? How's it going to feel? The thickness of the rim, the weight of the cup. All that stuff is so important. And I think that's why I love it when people ask me how... I produce things or what the process looks like yeah it actually sometimes makes me come alive because it gives me an opportunity to include people and yeah. to show them what actually I do because I can say to people oh I produce ceramics and they're mm -hmm. like oh that's cool but they have no <laughs> concept of what goes into producing ceramic work mm -hmm. and so by being able to educate people people have a greater appreciation and they can actually put value to what I'm doing. Yes. And so it makes sense then when people see a price tag and they're like, oh, I understand why you've had to price it that way. Mm -hmm. Not only do materials cost a lot, but yeah. also like time and creativity and conceptualizing and all that stuff that goes into it mm -hmm. is a lot of stuff. And so I think some, yeah, it's helpful when people have an understanding of what goes into the production process. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you want to like, Tell us about a distinct struggle you've had. We've actually spoken yeah. a bit about this already. Yeah. Just like in in the way you access, run, and do business. Yeah. I think in thinking about this beforehand, mm -hmm. so as I mentioned earlier as well, fear has been something that I've really had to come before the Lord with mm -hmm. and reckon myself with <laughs> like that word yeah it's a very good picture <laughs> because the enemy has, is a liar and he's a deceiver and he is the accuser yeah and all of those things have come into play in the earlier years of trying to build business mm -hmm. and trying to learn and they inhibited me from a lot of freedom in just being able to make mistakes mm -hmm. and to learn by making mistakes I remember being at university and people, would, the lecturers would say, you mm -hmm. need to learn to fail faster. And I being, tending to bend more towards perfectionism, mm -hmm. have really struggled with that concept of failing faster in mm -hmm. order to learn faster. And I have, I think over the years, really wrestled with, with fear and had to uh, invite God into that space and hand it over. And actually the word says that, um, we must humble ourselves before God and we must resist the devil and he mm -hmm. will flee from us. And I know it is a lot more complex than that, but that's a really helpful principle as well. And so mm -hmm. I think in my fear, I often felt very afraid to ask for help because I didn't want to make myself vulnerable to people mm -hmm. because the moment I express that I need help, it shows there's a weak area that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I felt like there was an an unspoken expectation that I ought to know exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so even today, to this point, I still struggle to ask for help. Like, yeah. and I think there's a lot of like the Lord working out humility as well, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, fear and pride like to work together. Yes, they do. And I have had to learn that humility is such an important thing about working for yourself. Um, 
I've had to receive help where I have in the past wanted to kick back and go, I don't want your help because it exposes my weakness. Yeah. And so I think for me, in terms of like admitting, not failure even, but admitting my need for help yeah. has been incredibly important. Yeah. That's huge. And I think you've drawn some like really like beautiful clear lines and like stories of how you've actually had to overcome fear. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to step out for something that mm. seems a bit big, but is still within mm. what I think I can do. Yeah. No, for sure. I think there've been so many different aspects to, to grappling with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, resisting the thoughts that the enemy lies to me about like you can't do it or you're not good enough or a perfect your pieces aren't perfect therefore they won't be appreciated by people just like really i want to say silly things but very weighty things at the same time like and like there's actually like the worldly term for that is imposter imposter yeah like the world's just come up with a term for it because we're all used to those thoughts that run around in our head and yeah and even even that thing of the imposter syndrome, but recognizing, I think God has had to also teach me over the years Mm -hmm. that my identity is not found in my work. We love this. (laughs) My identity is not found in the success of my business or in how much people love or don't love my work. Yeah. I am created apart from my products. I'm not, yes, I am the face, I guess, of the product. Yeah. But the, like the value, my value isn't determined by my work. Yeah. And I have to constantly remind myself of that because it's really easy to fall back into that belief system, which yes. is incorrect. But actually, I, the Lord has set me apart. He's called me by name. I'm Sarah Kate King, and he's created me for a very specific purpose, actually, in the kingdom of God yeah. and on this earth. And I, sometimes I feel like, yes, ceramics is an avenue that God wants to use me in to reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I also feel like it's a means to an end of, of earning an income. Yeah. So I... I'm learning to separate myself and hold my business very lightly. God's actually taken me through some time, um, even this year actually, where I felt him not questioning me, challenging me to ask Mm -hmm. the question, am I still following your will or am I still in your will and am I still being obedient to you by pursuing ceramics? Because I felt like God was saying, are you prepared to lay it down? Should I ask you to lay it down? How much do you, how attached are you to your work? Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing because I was like, like, how much am I attached to my work? Mm-hmm. To the point where I went and applied for another job. Oh, wow. And I went for the interview and I didn't get the job. And I was pretty gutted because ceramics is a hard hustle life. But God really taught me so much. And it actually felt, this maybe is a bold statement, but as I was processing it with the mm-hmm. Lord, I felt like God was almost using that like Abraham Isaac moment. Mm-hmm. Will you sacrifice this thing that you've built? in because of instruct like because i've asked you to do it yeah will you be obedient to me to lay down your work should i ask you to do that and to trust that i still have good things for you if you walk away from it and then it ended up that the lord didn't do that but i felt like i had to bear my heart before god and go like Mm -hmm. where what am i holding on to actually because as much as i as i'm holding on to my work because it's important to work at it and to Mm -hmm. to be invested and to pour myself into it this is not the be all and end all of my life so, so I love that you just said that because business often becomes in your mind the mm. be all and end all because it's what you're touching all the time. Totally. You're in contact with it 24-7. It consumes a lot of your thought time, yeah. your practical time. So it becomes very forefront in your mind. And yeah. actually stepping back and being like, wait, this is just something I do. 
Yeah. It is not who I am. And if I've equated those two, mm. something's on the throat of my heart that shouldn't be there. Totally. And it, listen, it's not like a once or no. recognition. It's like a continual inviting God in and like asking the Lord to like give me correct lenses. Yeah. Am I viewing my business correctly? Am I viewing you correctly through my business, Lord? Like just actually auditing myself before God continually. Yeah. Um, I think that's incredibly important. Should just clarify because we can like verbalize this process does not make it easy. It doesn't make it easy. No, at all. this we're not sitting no. here saying this process is easy or fun. No, no, there have been so many tears, so much frustration, yeah, so much confusion and uncertainty and lack of clarity, and and fear, yeah, fear of lack of provision. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I think the people that walk closely with me know how hard it is because it's, I've chosen a very, diff- well, the Lord, <laughs> on one hand, the Lord has led me down a very challenging um, avenue. Yeah. I have also chosen to partner with that. Yeah. And so I have chosen this as a career choice and my word, man, it's not easy, but it's, there's a lot of sac- sacrifice that comes with yeah. it, let me tell you, but I would rather be doing what I feel God is telling me to do, then not, even if it comes with certain sacrifices. That's so good. So. If you're looking for easy to use drag and drop design templates, then you're in the right place. Owning a business and being a designer are two very different jobs. You need designs, but aren't sure where to start? That's where I come in. I've created a library of Instagram template bundles focused on providing you with a baseline for your social media. From the low price of $35, you can buy once and then use them forever. These templates were made to empower you as a business owner to take control of your business and give you the tools that you need for success. If this sounds like the solution you've been looking for, then you can go to www.creativemarket.com forward slash Sincerely Media and find the template set that serves you best. That's www dot creativemarket.com forward slash sincerely media and once more that is www.creativemarket.com forward slash sincerely media <laughs> so sarah if you could go back to yourself in 2017 sure what would be something you would tell yourself what would be the thing you would want to take back to you what would be the thing that i'd want to take back to me i think I would try to I would I don't know how I would do this practically but I want to almost set myself free to fail yeah and set myself free and extend a lot more grace to myself to make mistakes and to go say it's okay to ask people for help and to actually expose those weaknesses and to y'all I might cry right now (laughs) because it's a really big deal for me actually yes is asking for help and recognizing that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. A lot of the time I don't know what I'm doing. I do not have a business background. I don't have a natural business mind. I am mm-hmm. a practical maker. That is what I am passionate about. That is what I do. Yeah. And I can so easily get stuck in my studio and just be producing with actually a lack of direction. Mm-hmm. And so I would probably tell myself that it's important. And I, I think I would urge myself mm-hmm. to ask for help and actually challenge 
past Sarah to, well, the younger Sarah, mm-hmm. I would encourage and strongly challenge myself to be brave and to ask for help. I have done so many things without asking for help and it's been harder than I think it needed to be. Yeah. I love, this is actually a point that almost all of these conversations I've got back to is that this is a communal business. Yes. Actually, yeah. like do, stepping out on your own and starting something is a step towards community. It has to be instead mm. of a step towards isolation. Totally. It makes me think of that saying like, it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> business is a kind of baby. It is. And it really does. You can you can be like a sole proprietor and have your own venture. Yeah. But you still need help. You still need input from people. You do. We were created for community and yeah. for relationship. And actually, that's so important. And even if I am doing a solo thing, which I don't, let me just say, I also actually want to grow my business to a point where I can include other people to be working Love team that. with me. Yeah. We're not there yet, but that's fine. That comes when it comes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that for me would be a very important thing to... That's such a behavioral lesson, though. Mm. Like, imagine going back and knowing that. Yeah. Like, you, I think I would have felt so much freer going, you don't have to do it alone. Yep. And I probably would have paid more attention to surrounding myself with fellow like-minded people earlier on. Mm -hmm. Um, I have learned the importance of of that of being mutually encouraged by one another because there's so many young people that are in the same boat Mm -hmm. and we're all just trying to do it on our own and we don't have to these conversations have been so encouraging for me because i've sat down here and been like we're the same (laughs) (laughs) like with most people i've been like i thought you all had your lives together but we're all the same totally we're all just kind of stumbling along blindly behind the Lord, hoping that we're going in the right direction and to bump into someone else along the way. It's such a moment of like, I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by other people who are doing Mm. this thing as well. It's quite comforting, actually. It is. Because, and it's not that thing of we all wallow in the pit together. That's not what it's about. No. I don't think that's a healthy space at all. But when we can actually come alongside one another and we almost... I think are able to see into each other's blind spots a little mm-hmm. bit and gently, sometimes firmly, encourage one another in the way we should go. Yeah. It's that thing of iron sharpening iron as well. Like mm-hmm. I'd much rather have people I trust come alongside me and be like, say you're not doing it right in this way or like yeah. perhaps look at it in this way or perhaps try this. Yeah. I think that is invaluable. Yeah. That's amazing. This just feels like such a valuable conversation. Oh, I'm, so I'm loving this. <laughs> oh, so... Thank you so much for coming on. Cool. Thank you so much for just sharing what you've learned over the years. It's been so encouraging to me. Oh, I feel super encouraged right now. I'm sure you've seen like my smile's gotten <laughs> wider and wider and wider the more you've been talking. So I feel super encouraged. I hope everyone listening does as well. I hope so too. <laughs> so where can the folks find you? You'll hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> on the Insta Grizzle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for real, I... I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I have um, yeah pages on both of those platforms. I think Instagram is King Sarah Kate, Facebook Sarah Kate King. Okay. Pretty much same content, but it is content, and it is it's not just content, but also content from my heart. Yeah. So it's not just products. There's also things that I chew through with the Lord that I do on occasion share. Yeah. And things that I've learned, and yeah, 
you should follow Sarah for the captions. Oh, thanks, girl. I mean, <laughs> the ceramics are great as well, but the captions always like get to my heart. I'm like, your Lord. I just think it's, yeah, I think God showed me that it is a place to not only sell your work as like a sales platform, mm -hmm. but and not just to market yourself, but also to share part of the process, like mm -hmm. the practical making process, but also to allow people to see into what God's teaching me through the process. Yeah. So it's like a place of, you're inviting people in. Also, I want to be as true online as I am in person. And so if anyone that does know me feels like that is not the truth, you need to come and talk to me. I invite you to come and bring correction. Oh, I was sitting here thinking, <laughs> you do it really well. I feel like Sarah, who I see online, and Sarah, who I interact with in person, oh, you're, you're the same person. <laughs> thanks, friend. I, I never want to put one foot yeah one face on online and another in person and so i would invite anyone that knows me please <laughs> please do feel free to come and talk to me if you feel that's not the case but come and check me out online and yeah you, know, you can just kind of see what i'm up to at the thank you so much for coming on thank you for yeah. being so vulnerable and just sharing so openly no it's such a pleasure i do enjoy vulnerability so we love a <laughs> we love a vulnerable conversation <laughs> for sure so thank you so much thank you everyone for listening thank you sarah for coming on and we'll see you in the next episode bye see ya <laughs>